Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's get to it. Let's hear this conversation with Kevin Von Erich. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, folks, we've got uh, a very special guest with us today. It's uh, someone I've, I've wanted to talk to for a very long time. I uh, had an opportunity to get to know one of the family members pretty well during my time with the WWF, uh, WWE. Uh, I want to welcome Kevin Von Erich of the legendary Von Erich family. Kevin, uh, thank you so much for coming on Primetime. How are you? Well, it's my pleasure, Sean. How are you? It's good. I'm, I'm fantastic. I think you're better than me, though, right, right now, because you're in Hawaii, where you live, and uh, I know that they've got some volcanic activity over there, but it's uh, it's it just must be a, a tremendous place to live. Well, we're kind of spread out. We're not, uh, you know, the big island is uh, 300 miles away from here to the east. We're on Kauai. It's oh, boy. The, uh, it's the other end of the island chain, and it's uh, a little more north, but we're a good 300 miles. But the trade winds do bring that gas by us every now and then, and so it is something to consider. But, uh, you know, it's it's pretty diluted from after coming 300 miles, so, you know, it's not we're not in a bad way. Thank goodness. No. But uh, sure feeling sorry for those people on the big island. They're, in a, they're having trouble. Yeah, yeah, and we see it every day. You know, I'm a, a news anchor. I do a, a morning show here in Arizona. And, you know, uh, Kevin, it seems like, you know, whenever an event happens and all we see it is through our, our television screens and the video that they capture, and they have these live events, you know, uh, all this happening right as it's going on. We see the big lava flows. And it looks like, uh, you know, when you see stuff like that, you're going, boy, all of, all of Hawaii is under this big uh, threat of a volcano. But that really isn't the case, though, is it? And that's also kind of a, 
a sparse area of uh, of population too, where that that volcano is actually happening, right? Well, it is. Yeah, we're, we're an island that really don't uh, we don't really uh, want, they, they they act like they don't want the tourist industry really. In fact, those using bumper stickers say "Keep it quiet." You know, because right. we have a really big surf here. Uh, we have more drownings than any other island, though. We have really strong currents and yeah. really high surf. And uh, there's only seventy thousand people on the island, but it's it's an extreme island. It's a but it, but there's more waterfalls than any other island. We have a lot more rain than the others. It's quite a bit different. The water is even one degree cooler, and so we have more more diverse fish. They say too, but uh, so and we do fish. We spear fish and we fish with the rod and reel. So. We live a natural life out here. I wanted to raise my sons completely. I knew that uh, I wanted a completely natural life for them. My father was a was an athlete, and all of my brothers were. And uh, when you decide something's going to be your living, you put all of yourself into it. And so, lo and behold, I raised my sons to be athletes. I wanted to be optimum conditions, and came out here. And, and I, they don't have the preservatives and the food colorings and the flavorings and the dyes yeah. and all that. That, right. that are in foods and you wonder you know people are sick they are i just wanted to avoid that Sean. i wanted to do my best out here they don't even put fluoride in the water well so how long have you been there because uh i i know it's been a while and we'll get into how you ended up getting there uh, as we get along with this conversation but uh how long have you been there i think it's about 12 years now really and you just, uh, I mean, was it one of those kind of things that uh, you'd been there a few times and said, you know, if I was going to go live somewhere, or was it one of those kind of point a place on the map and say, okay, we're going there? Well, actually, it wasn't showing. It was, uh, you know, I had some, um, I wanted to raise my kids in a, you know, like I told you, optimum conditions. But right. uh, I was looking at Costa Rica. I wanted really? to live down there, and I was looking at property all along the Pacific coast from uh, uh, Kate, um, from Capos all the way down to, um, uh, to Golfito. And uh, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the, what's that peninsula, Osa Peninsula down there, Great Bay, all yeah. along that we were just, that was beautiful to me. That's what I wanted. But the Spanish and, uh, the schools, it was just too tough. And we just really got lucky to find this place out here because I, I wanted to just get away but i needed the ocean you know yeah. needed the, the and, and I, I travel and i've come to love the ocean and my sons do too and so you know it's uh it's been a really good place for us to raise our my grandchildren out here it's really are you right on life. are you right on the water there or no we're about three miles off the beach kind of up oh. in the mountains yeah yeah that's that's fantastic okay uh like i said we'll we'll get into uh really how you guys ended up there. But, you know, uh, Kevin, as, as people get into the, you know, the legend of the Von Erich family, and there's always, you know, the, they say there's the curse surrounding uh, the family and all of this that goes on the way. And I think what, what got lost in a lot of this over the oh, years, so is, you know, of who those brothers are, who the brothers were. And, you know, I want to take you back a bit, but, but tell me what, what it was like in those early days with the brothers. I know there was a, a tragedy early with the loss of your, your brother, Jack, but there were some wonderful years, I, I would think, and I, maybe you'll tell me different, oh, yeah. but uh, as far as uh, how you guys began wrestling, and uh, I, I don't think a lot of people know the story. My father was a bad guy. 
And it was, you kind of get that us and them mentality. We were brothers and we adored each other. We were close. That's where we went. Our dad was a bad guy, but he was our dad. So he was right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we couldn't stand to watch when you, uh, one, of the, one of the brothers would be designated to watch while the other, if we heard booing, we knew dad was uh, winning. But if we heard <laughs> cheering, we knew dad was losing. We, we couldn't watch if we heard cheering. Because <laughs> <laughs> we knew dad was losing. It's tough on a little boy. But we were really close, and I'm saying that probably had a lot to do with it. It's because there's an us and them kind of mentality, I suppose. But, you know, we came to have good friends in school. But as young kids, uh, that, that did have a lot to do with it. Yeah. And uh, from from very early on, do you just remember going to these matches, just being around the ring? Or did you guys have this? Yeah. This was just part of your life. Yeah, it pretty much was. It was, it was, now there were days, I remember when people would wear suits to the, in St. Louis, would yeah. have, like, the people would have lobster and steak as they watched yeah. the matches and drinks and uh, they wore suits. And it was, they, I think they had that in New York and they had it in Cleveland and uh, may have had it somewhere in Canada too, up in Montreal or Toronto. But, uh, you know, because we did travel, but it was, like you said, it was a, a ring every night, you know, but it was, um, you know, we a lot of times we'd stay hotel or uh, when we we're in Calgary, we stayed. With, you know, I think we lived up with the Hearts for a long time. A lot of wrestlers lived up there. Got a big yeah. spread in Calgary. Yeah, it, it must have. It must have been uh, awesome uh, having so many brothers around then. Uh, just to give everybody kind of uh, keep them in their minds. You know, you were you were first born. I think you were born in '57, and then uh, David. Uh, what a year later than that. Yeah, and then Carrie uh, in 60, and then uh, Mike a little later on in 64, and then there was Chris in 1969. And was that just uh, madness around the house when you have that many boys? (laughs) (laughs) I suppose it was. Yeah. You know, hey, you brought that up. I I was, my little brother, Mike, was, uh, you know, he's probably one of the most misunderstood people in wrestling. A lot of people don't think Mike didn't want to wrestle, but he did. The truth was. And a lot of people want to think Mike wasn't an athlete, uh, a good athlete, but I'm going to tell you, nothing could be farther from the truth. He was an excellent athlete. I came across a newspaper article the other day from junior high, a mm-hmm. track meet where he all, you know, mo- most of us, we came from a small school. We all ran five events in track, you know, and Kerry and I, you know, we were both discus and shot put. And then we also ran the 400 meter, the, I ran the high hurdles and the low hurdles and you know we had you know anyway uh, we all had running events i looked and said mike had uh, won all five of his events and four of them were meet records three of them were meet records that he had set the year before wow. and he just never bragged and talked about such things but he was a stellar athlete i think probably of all of us the best as at football at that age and i remember you know because dave and i were wrestling so hard when mike was uh, going through high school, Kerry was really doing the big brother job. And, uh, and so I didn't really know all that, but I knew Mike didn't brag, but he was a good athlete and people shouldn't say that he wasn't because mm-hmm. it's just, it's really not fair. He was a really gifted athlete. So what, what other sports did you guys though excel in? Like you said, you were, you were all gifted athletes. Uh, well, know, was, was, was football uh, a big part of your lives? Cause I mean, Texas and, uh, you know, football go together. Was there baseball? Did you guys do other things? <laughs> Oh, no, we didn't play baseball. But I guess that's just part, yeah, in Texas, you know, that's what yeah. we do. We just yep. you know, throw the football around or whatever. I run the high hurdles, the 
low hurdles and high jump six six, you know, and uh, went to state and high jump high hurdles and all. And uh, uh, it was Carrie. Uh, believe it or not, now Carrie now I weighed one hundred and ninety eight pounds, you know, which is uh, two hundred pounds. Carrie now weighed two twenty, yeah. and Carrie was high jumping six four. So wow. you, know, you know that's both of us being able to jump over our heads, but for yeah. Carrie. To be to weigh two twenty and to get up to six four, a lot of people don't realize how much. We figured to be in good shape. Terry and I had a motto where we had to, you know, we'd all run our four hundred. We'd run five four hundred meters on Wednesdays. You know, run five. Check your pulse when it goes back to regular. Run another one. Your pulse go back another. Run another. So we run five on Wednesdays. We do that, and so we <laughs> as long as we kept them all under a minute, as long as we yeah. could high jump over our head. And bench press twice our weight. That was uh-huh. our, our uh, and uh, that was kind of what Carrie and I uh, considered in shape. As long as we could do that, we were we were good. Yeah. Now <laughs> but, you mentioned um, mentioned uh, you mentioned wrestling, and uh, uh, were you training already uh, in, with professional uh, type moves, or were you you know like in high school uh, you know serious wrestlers? Did you guys do any of that as well? Uh, well, as a matter of fact, uh, I had a small school and only had one wrestling match. Uh, we only had one match with our little high school, Lake Dallas wrestled Plano <laughs> high school and they had a state champion there and, uh, they had so, but we were, there was, we were only the other team that had a wrestling team, the only school that had a wrestling team, pretty much because of my dad. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so because I weighed 180 pounds at the time, I was a junior and I, um, they, I wrestled their third biggest guy. They had their biggest guy wrestled our biggest, and we had to do it like that. So I was third. Right. Well, first, our first guy got beat. Our second guy got beat, and I won mine. So I can say, in amateur wrestling, I was undefeated by <laughs> pinfall. Who <laughs> only had one. <laughs> That's great. But uh, but I did win that. It was a big thing for the for us. But no, because none of us won again. But. None of our school won again, but, but that was a little brag I can give you. <laughs> well, you you know, you look at these pictures back when you guys were kids, and uh, you guys are like Adonis's. You look at Carrie and the physique he had. Well, did you guys, did you start lifting weights early, or did you just have, because some people just do, they have like this natural uh, physique, and, and, and if they have any, they do any kind of athletic activity, activity they just well, uh, get big. I mean, was... Well, what was it like for you guys? I appreciate it. Let me tell you, Kerry was an amazing athlete. It was a yeah. just a great athlete and as mm-hmm. such balance and snap and agility and and quick thinker. But but uh, and, and same with Kerry. Uh, Kerry and I looked at rest, at at the weight room as uh, just to be better at what we did. You know, to, mm-hmm. to be a better wrestler, to be a better football player. I'll lift your weights. And this bodybuilding, I always considered it a joke. I mean, who are you competing against? The mirror? To me, it's like a, it, it's pointless. And I, I really, Kerry agreed with me on that. But for wrestling, it became, you know, it, it was important. And yeah. Kerry did have a really beautiful body. But I, I, I really never looked at it like a, a beautiful body type, bodybuilder type thing. I wanted to be a, a, a better wrestler. And that's the reason I lifted and ran and did the workouts I did was not to look good, was just to be in shape, though. Wow. I mean, you look at these pictures, though. Yeah, but you look at you guys, and you look like bodybuilders. It's, like, amazing that 
uh, what I kind of shape you guys well, are the in. The thing is, that I, I, Kerry did like uh, bodybuilder stuff. You know, he'd pull the skin off his chicken and wouldn't put the soy sauce on his rice. And Really? Even then? Stuff like that, you know, but yeah. I didn't. I like Twinkies and all that junk <laughs> food, you know, but I never cared about that. I eat Mexican food all the time. And, you know, it's like, but if, if as long as you go to exhaustion every day, you don't have to worry about what you eat. You know, that's right. just... Doesn't matter. No, that's a that's a, a wise tale, bud. Let me tell you for sure. Where did Kerry get that though? Did he study that stuff uh, to know that uh, you know heavy protein? Because it wasn't as certainly as well, well known. Yeah. As, you know, we see it today. When he went to the University of Houston, he was a discus thrower, and uh-huh. he learned a lot from uh, Coach Tom Telez there, who was the also the Olympic coach mm-hmm. that year, and he had high hopes, you know, and. Uh, and they had recruited him to, you know, for the Olympics too. So he was, but it turned out that, that, um, Kerry was just a good athlete. And when it came to bodybuilding or when it came to lifting, I don't think he ever was actually a bodybuilder, but he did spend four hours in the gym. I mean, I, I never spent more than 45 minutes, <laughs> but I did work hard during those 45 minutes. Yeah. And that's actually a long time, believe it or not, but to carry four hours was, and think about this. Anybody that will spend every day four hours in the gym will uh, think about how they're, when he lost his foot, uh, I, I, did, I, I was proud of him. For Curry to come back as a wrestler with one foot, I thought it was a great thing to be proud of, but he was ashamed of himself. Mm-hmm. And someone that spends four hours in the gym, you got to think like him. He was half a man in his mind. He mm-hmm. was, um, it, it was terrible. It's a terrible way to think. Body. Bodybuilding is maybe it's an image of something that's not really there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you can perform in wrestling; you could still perform without the foot. But I think some it did something to his psyche. Mm-hmm. Using that foot, he never really had that light in his eye again after that. Yeah. Of you know, it's. It, 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 I was. Uh, we're kind of jumping ahead here, but since you mentioned it, and. Um, you know, I, I remember knowing that or hearing that and really, in a sense, not even believing it because you lose a part of a foot, then that people, you know, you lose a toe and their balance is, is affected. And yet yeah. you could never tell, really. The, his gait was not really, was any, not any uh, different, really that bad much. And you could never have really have known the way he carried himself and performed in the ring is just amazing. Well, you should have seen him on a unicycle when we were kids, you know, those unicycles. We, we used to uh, play basketball on it, and uh, we could all do it, but Kerry could do all sorts of tricks. He had amazing balance, so yeah. he would he could adapt real easy, I'm sure. Well, is that, uh, yeah, and when that, when that happened, uh, how long did it take him to, because, uh, you know, God, somebody just, like I said, if you lose a toe, it takes a long time to, be able to just even walk normally. Um, yeah, after was, that happened, was, really was it? Um, I, I did a thing on Vice. Vice TV came out here for about three days, and they had just had shot something on Gino Hernandez, and they shot something on Bruiser Brody, and they come out and decided to do a a story out here, and we just got done. I just got through talking to them about the very same thing, huh. and so um, I'm not sure when that'll be on, but. I'd plug it if I could, but, <laughs> but um, it, it's people ask that, and uh, you know, don't don't be afraid to ask me anything because everything I went through, I went through for a reason. If I can better, if I can do service to somebody, help them of 
to help them through something they're going through or, or maybe help them make a decision they're faced with right now, then I'm up for it 100%. There's mm-hmm. no reason, I would, no way I would go through that pointless. I want to better my fellow man if I can at all costs. That's I know what's important in life, is, uh, and I'll answer to that, how I treat my fellow man. I'll do my best. Mm-hmm. Guarantee you. Uh, so ask me anything, and I'll sure be glad to tell you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of moving along there because uh, I, really the the early days of your family, I, I just, you know, there's, uh, like I said, when we started talking is that people just focus on uh, what happened and uh they don't really talk about how talented these individuals were and the fact that uh, the impact that the family had. And, and it's, it's, it's a tremendous honor that you guys were inducted into the WWE. I think that recognition is, is tremendous, but I think that some of the story has been lost because when they do these you know, documentaries or uh, you know, these stories, they, they miss a lot of that. And when I do my podcast, uh, when I talk to people, I'm always fascinated, Kevin, by the path that people travel. Um, because in many cases, and, and it, it certainly is true in other professions, other athletes, whatever they travel, but in many cases in the world of professional wrestling, many of these people that uh, become successful professional wrestlers, they travel an incredibly tough road. It is not an easy oh. business. It is uh, fraught with, with uh, you know, failures and setbacks and uh, rejection and yeah, and uh, I really wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, having that family, that early influence, how your dad brought you guys into the business and, and trained you guys, and then well, what it meant well, to... Of, let me tell you, thank you for your question. That's so considerate of you. And let me say my father was the best wrestler that I've ever known. I've, could, I've heard the, never heard the crowd react like they, to this day, the way they did my father, the way, you know, when the, when you really have the crowd and they stomp their feet, that rumble, the building kind of vibrates. Oh yeah. It only happens every five or six shows, you know, but yeah. when it does happen, it's beautiful, you know, and, uh, and the, uh, dad was that exciting. You heard that song, that sound constantly. And it was like, um, you know, he, he was 
he was that good and he was always a sellout. And so he was, and, and I can say the same, with my brothers, they were all, you know, uh, I'll pat them all on the back. They were all so gifted. They packed the buildings and it was what it's all about. Butch and seats, you know, that's the only thing that should matter. That's a, the only true barometer of a wrestler success. I would say is these, how many people would pay to watch you. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. And, and you know, the other, matter. yeah, the other big part of this, and I'm glad you, you kind of brought up about your father, but, and it's, it's still true today that, uh, you know, we've seen thousands of, of physical specimens. And we've also seen thousands who can do these, you know, tremendous moves in the ring. But the ones who make it, it, make it are the ones that can combine that, of course. But the psychology of, of what happens in the ring and knowing an audience and how to bring them. And it's, it sounds to me, because I never had the... Uh, the pleasure of meeting your father, but he was uh, someone who was very aware of that and uh, very good at at, at uh, recognizing how that worked in a ring. Oh, Sean, it passed it on. The same way in football. I remember yeah. in football, they were the same way. For who your father was, they wanted to know, and it was it's important. And I'm telling you, even today now, I can see the how what my dad handed down these genes to Dave Curry and me. It was like wrestling was so second nature to us. It really? was unfair, actually, Sean, seriously. It was unfair because <laughs> we were too good at it. It was like we were born in that ring. And yeah. my sons, you just imagine that times two because they were born on the road with me. And not only that, when they broke in, I sent them to Japan. I knew people would say that, you know, because you Von Erich, you had it easy because that's what they said to me or my dad. Yeah. Exactly the same condition. And so I put them over in that dojo and the Japanese as young boys. Two years of that, bowing to everybody, building the ring, taking it apart, taking the trash out, living in a dojo, a thousand sit-ups, push-ups a day, a thousand of this. You know how they treat those kids. Yeah. And my kids stayed there and uh, and gutted it out because I, you know, if you, I say if you want to, if you want to do it, you'll pay the price. And right. I have to say they did, Sean. I, I don't know if I would have. People don't know this, and I don't think I've ever said it, but of all the brothers, do you know who wanted to be a wrestler least was me? Really? I was. I wanted football. I wanted to play football until I hurt my knees. That was my plan. But, um, yeah, it was uh, just a job. To, now, once I got in the ring, I enjoyed myself, which right. I know, but uh, that was after, you know, after, you know, I decided, but... It, in the beginning, I did not. I, I planned on football. No. Oh. How how early were you guys uh, in the ring when it, when you when you could say that you were actually seriously training uh, to become professional wrestlers? Was that always kind of you you knew that that's what your father wanted you to do, or did he give you a choice? No, son. Believe it or not, Dad wanted us to get college degrees and wanted us to do something else. I think he really didn't want really? to. But I mean, you know, watching him in the ring, I guess it went down inside us that, I mean, to us, that was success. I mean, that was, that was what I wanted to do. That was, I thought, I thought he was great. You know, Sean, I thought my dad was great. And so did my brothers. We just had the most idyllic childhood and he made it that way. We lived out in the country and nature was our brother. We were out before daybreak on most, most days on horses or on foot and always catching animals or something or just swimming in wild water, just always having fun. It was, he gave us a great child. We were close probably because of that too, but it was wrestling. Just was just natural. We loved our dad and that's what he did. And we wanted to be like him. 
and I don't think that's so. Well, it might be new in this day today, but there was a time that was um, maybe nice, normal. You know, yeah, not be normal. No, we thought our dad was great. We loved him. We thought he was great. Did you? Did you? Re- did you think that way then? Because a lot of us don't understand that. Because uh, you know, uh, he, your dad was known to be someone who could be affectionate, I guess, but also a, a very tough on you. Uh, did it take you no, a while longer yeah. into your adulthood to you realize what lessons in life he was teaching you? Sean, let me tell I'm so glad you told me that too, man. Let me say to everybody out there who didn't have a dad that loved him, I, man, y'all, bless you. Listen, you had a tough go. This is being, you might have got dealt a crappy hand in life by having yeah. a dad that treated you like that, or maybe who knows even worse, but you come through that, you shine through that. And the glory that you'll have is 10 times what it would have been. I think any man can say uh, God is great when he's got a full stomach, you know, and you've got a Lincoln Continental parked outside. But what will you say when you're empty stomach? What will you say when you're suffering? That's what counts. If you've had a strike against you, then use it. Use it because that's what it's all about. We've got 100 years to prove to what team we're on. Who are you? You know, decide. Show who you are. Fight for it because Folks, don't believe what you hear. It all does count. It's all real important. Treat each other as you would yourself. Love each other. Love each. Consider each other as more important than yourself, and your life will be so good. Your way, God will see you have a good day. It, the Bible says so. It will go well with you. And boy, does that ever mean just that? Mm-hmm. Try it. The people call it karma, but it's biblical. It's just a fancy word for it. Try it, y'all. I'm telling you. It, You'll be so grateful, and it all starts with loving your dad, I guess, because my dad, I'm trying to think, why do I know this? Because I, I wasn't raised Christian. You know, my parents, we went to church on Easter, but we weren't raised Christian at all. It was something that came to me when my brothers were dying. Uh-huh. I'd never really uh, got into it as deep as I did when I was really suffering. But I, I can say that I was really down, and much, a bunch of people may, must have prayed for me because I had to have answers. And... I saw them and I did find them. And I can just say what works for Kev. I'm no teacher. You know, teachers will be judged different than a regular man. So I don't want to be judged any different. I just want to do my best and tell people what I know to be true. And so and I can only say what works for me, but I know there is a there is a God and there is a devil who wants to ruin your day and steal all he can from you. Treat your, each other like he's your brother and your day will go well for you. I promise you. Yeah. Remember, Jesus died for your sins. And if you have a relationship with God and Jesus in your heart, you can pray for anything and trust your decision because it'll be from him. So ask him tonight while you're both going to go to sleep. End your heart. It'll be the best decision you ever made. I promise. You know, and Kevin, yeah, and Kevin, people uh, wonder, and I I do want to talk to you about how you got through all that grief, but... um, I want to hear more about the the, the best period of with, with with those those people that were in your life, and um, a lot of people have heard of the WCW, but I don't know. We don't hear too much these days about the WCCW, and uh, tell me about that uh, wrestling organization. What the, what uh, what something that your father was, uh, I'm sure, very proud of, and what you were able to accomplish there. You guys had great houses uh, when you guys were all together. Uh, was there a period of time as you look back that was, I guess, kind of the glory days that uh, 
you know, that you just remember a period of time that was uh, just being with those guys and it just being a great period of your life? Well, uh, I wouldn't say a great period. It's a great period. It's the only period I've ever anything to hold it up against. My dad was yeah. president in the NWA ever since I can remember. Um, all of the wrestlers came by my house at one time or another. Andre, the giant, was a family friend, came to two of my yeah. high school football games and loved Andre. We were like brothers. He came to two of his basketball games. Um, Kerry <laughs> came to Kerry's birthday party. Andre, shoot, we had the 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 bear we had the wrestling bear come to our schools you know every year it was we were a wrestling family all right <laughs> but it was because you know my dad was was president of the alliance but uh in those days it was different there were territories it was before the before this you know so it's different now but uh but then it was uh yeah that's the only way i, I knew that's all i grew up in it yeah was, and, and- and you think of some of the great names that came through the the territories there. You guys, you probably oh, saw yeah. them all, right? With the, you that, mentioned Andre, it. but I'm all sure many others come to mind. That's right. Yeah, it seems like um, all of the big names uh, came through um, Texas, came through world class. It's kind of like if you look through all of the champions, it was. It seems like this is where we learned to uh, we let our people, we let our wrestlers decide their own character. We didn't tell anybody how to act or who to be. We wanted right. to be organic. And because yeah. it was like that, I think a lot of guys like Sean Michaels and Steve Austin were able to develop their own characters and, and characters they made themselves up. Nobody has put as much thought into that character as he has. And you're crazy not to use that. But uh, that's what I found in the business. And so... Um, and so there are a lot of big names in wrestling because they it, it came from world class. It's almost like a who's who because guys were able to develop and, and be themselves here. We didn't have uh, backbiting in our dressing rooms. We had guys that wanted each other to do well so that we, you know, we had a time where, where our tickets sold so well that scalpers bought them up before the people had a chance. We had to, in, in fact, we had to raise prices because of that. <laughs> the scalpers were buying all of our big shows, all of our tickets up. So, you know, it could get, we had, we were crazy popular. You know, right. What kind of houses fun. did you have? I mean, what kind of, how many thousand people would you have at, at some of these shows? Oh, I, it's, Sean, you're talking about 19 years. I just can't, <laughs> I can't sum it up in a few words. I can tell you this, uh, the Japan, I, my dad was over so well in Japan. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Everybody there knows who Fritz von Erich is. Everyone. And I yeah. mean, I don't care if you're a fan or not. I was watching a King Kong and um, Godzilla movie or, or Mecha Monster or whatever, you know, all those crazy monsters. There. And one of them put the claw on the other one. The iron claw. I've been hearing him yeah. say, I'm in the claw. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we scared the death out of them. scared the death yeah. over there with that. Yeah. And then they they do with the thing with the claw, and then the blood would flow, and they would just go out of their their minds. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, I do want to get back to what we were talking about with as far as 
you know, some of these great names that you and your family uh, came across early days. And, 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 and one of them that you had uh, a lot of uh, quite a relationship with Rick, is Ric Flair, who, uh, you know, I, I, that's all I have to do is mention his name. But uh, uh, what was that experience to the experiences that you had working with Rick? Well, you know, Rick's an artist, you know, he's, yeah. he's, he's Rick. And but I'll tell you this, that's not to take anything away from Dory or Terry Funk. Both those guys were great champions. Harley Race was a great champion. He kept coming at you. He was always had it. He, and he knew the business so well. But Dory and Terry Funk were like scientists. They knew a, a counter for everything, and they knew a way out of everything. Just like Jack Briscoe, another great champion. Jack Briscoe could pull a trick out of the hat any time of the match. You know, and, and Rick has this too, but, you know, I don't want to take away from the guys that, cause I was lucky enough to wrestle all the champions in their prime. And I don't want anyone to be left out because they all had such good attributes and Rick sure had his, especially on the microphone. But, yeah. you know, I just don't want to take away from your Jack Briscoe's and your Funk brothers and Harley and, and, uh, and even dusty. I mean, there were some good champions yeah. out there. Well, with that, with that in mind, Kevin, though, and let's let's speak in kind of general terms of these guys. What is it about that? And I guess we can call it old school. I mean, I guess it's an easy way to describe it. But what is it about those guys and the way uh, they did business, the way that they worked in the ring, and uh, that that separates them from that next generation? If you didn't come up through that, uh, say, a family or connected to it. Oh well, Sean, I don't. You can go a lot of different directions with that question. I remember it seems like whenever we'd have a good deal at a hotel, one of the boys would screw it up. And it doesn't seem like that's as bad a thing now. <laughs> I think now they appreciate what they've got. <laughs> yeah. A but, little better than the old days. Yeah, but the, but the way they, they the way they did things, like you said, everything with the psychology and, uh, you know. Oh, oh, uh-huh. Yeah, for sure, Sean. You know, I like wrestling best when I go on my opponent. You know, I don't want a writer to be involved at all. Yeah. I want to work on the guy I'm wrestling with. I want to look him in the eye and see what he's up to. I want to listen to the people and react on that. I want the match to go that way. If, if, if it feels right, go with it. And, you know, if you get corrected, you get corrected, but it all looks good. I mean, that's, you know, when I say corrected, because both men are working. You know, it's just, there's two, there's a different way to work. My sons are going to be on television on NBC Saturday nights after Saturday Night Live, and it's a new kind of wrestling. It's called World Class Revolution. Well, folks, the Von Erich generation is about to make a full revolution. My sons have been trained, and they've gone out, seen the world. They've been on every continent, and they've wrestled. They have know every style. They've got a great repertoire now. And my sons are wrestling a style. Let's watch this different part. I think it's time for a change in wrestling. I, I love. Do you see it happening with we what we're seeing now with the you know, say Ring of Honor and uh, you know what Cody Rhodes is doing and uh, some of these other uh, independent uh, organizations that are, are really starting to you know uh, Major League Wrestling. They've got uh, Fusion now. They've got a new cable deal. Do you see? Uh, I don't know. A, a, like I think you just said, Evolution. Of these you know, organizations, these are the kind of names. These are the kind of names that I think are going to be coming to us. That I think that this is a natural flow the business is going in, and uh -huh. I think that your top wrestlers are going to be drawn towards this, just like moths to a flame. I think we're all gonna we're all gonna benefit from this, all of us. 
And, and why do you think that? It, 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 why is it different than the product that we've you know so grown uh, grown so accustomed to with? I with don't the know. WWE? Sean, I think I think to me it's almost and maybe it's gone stagnant. Maybe mm. it's uh, the, it's too predictable. Maybe it's too uh, I don't know too. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's got too much of a trademark on it. It's almost like um, uh, I just think every every look. Let's face it. I'll put it this way: in real estate, the old rule of thumb used to be every seven years your property doubles. You know, and and that's kind of how any investment would be. Well, yeah. if is seven to ten years, and wrestling is overdue for a change, it's mm. been plenty. So it, since the Bon Erics has been 30, and it's going to be a beautiful revolution, and it's going full cycle. And, and you, you, let's instead of me trying to define it and pick it apart and tell you what it is or isn't, yeah. the proof is going to be on, the, on that screen, on that TV, TV screen. So watch the boys. Watch uh, come out their first match. They just had it, and, uh, and I, know it's, I know you're going to like it. So watch what comes up. Where, could they, where can people Tuesday. catch this? It's uh, NBC. It's going to be on Saturday night after Saturday Night Live, uh, and it's really? called World Class Revolution. Yeah, it's in okay. 172 markets, but it's going to be growing. Wow, that's that's awesome. And uh, how did how did uh, your kids get involved? How did the boys get involved? That that Sean, you wouldn't believe me if I told you, but it was just prayer. I knew that it was not in one man's hand. I'm, I trust God with all my heart. And I said, God, there's, if they're pay, they're giving it a hundred percent Lord. And I know you will not let them down. And I pray for a miracle and the miracles here are showing, watch this. It's just going to be beautiful. It's <laughs> going to be so organic, so natural, something that nothing has not seen in a long time, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned that, uh, that, uh, your faith has carried you a long way. Um, but going back and, and, uh, you know, uh, losing, losing those, the, those brothers that were so close to you. Um, I, I'm a lot of people wonder like how in the world you could get through that. I mean, I couldn't imagine, uh, what it's like. And I've been blessed that I haven't lost someone that's close to me like that. That's a brother or a child. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's any greater grief someone could experience. How did you get through it? Man, I, I'll tell you, it's it can do one of two things to you. It can either make you hate the world, like easy way to go, yeah. or it can do something else to you. And I don't mean something you choose. I mean it can make it can make you see suffering in a whole different way. You don't want anybody. What you want? I mean, you just and and when you find it like you hurt for them because you see it, and I think it turned my ears on to a way that. I didn't have before, but I just, I, I, I just would, I hate for that. For, but I do well on my race that I, that I remember my treasure is not on earth, but on up in heaven. You know, yeah. and, and, and so I'm just going to do my best and let him keep the score, you know, and just, just because that's what it's all about to me is what side are you on? Who are you? We get a hundred years to, to prove it. You know, I mean, if you're lucky, you get 100 years. Most guys are get 25, like Dave. You know, not most yeah. of them, but a lot of them do. So, uh, but he knew, and uh, there's, you know, life is tough, but a man has to be tough. And so you got up and take it. I know that you, a lot of you were dealt a bad hand. Your father was this or that and didn't yeah. wasn't there. 
and and I know we, but we've all got terrible stories, y'all. The more you bounce back, the higher your glory is in a, in a re, in a payment and God will repay you in secret. Trust me on this. you I'm not a preacher. I'm just telling you as your neighbor, as your brother, Kev. Well, well, Kevin, and, uh, and one thing that uh, certainly has touched your life is suicide. I lost my, my father when I was uh, 18 uh, to suicide. Um, and, and one thing that people don't understand, and I, I heard an interview that you had done, and we're ta- they were talking about Carrie, and you know that uh, I got to know Carrie very well. We got to do a lot of appearances together, and just uh, one of the uh, nicest people. Uh, People, not just superstars that I've ever, nicest person, you know, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And uh, I, I heard an interview you did, and where he was uh, in a really, really bad place, and it was talking about ending his life. And you did everything you could, and yet you still lost him. You couldn't get there in time. And uh, people, I think, that have kind of this idea that yeah, there's something you can do. You can, you can keep them from doing something like that. And it, you, you, and when it comes down no. to it. You can't, and and you know it's yeah. it's and today. I think that's that, uh, especially coming from you, a message we have got a lot of young people out there that that reach this uh, this pit where they feel yeah. there is no other answer. Yeah, yeah. The veterans, you know, these veterans, oh, yeah. so many a day. It's incredible. You know, it is so heinous. That is the most horrible thing I can imagine. You know, listen, some people. You might be thinking that's an odd, an out, but Sean, how old were you, were you when you lost your dad? But I was, I was eighteen. Oh, you were eighteen. Yeah, yeah. But he was yeah. uh, he was. Uh, it's like a whole week. <laughs> we could go into the whole uh, history of. But he was somebody that was uh, a pretty uh, abusive person. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't uh, you know a good situation. But at the same time, it's your father, you know, and. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I then, look uh, today, uh, and there's so many kids out there that ha- that are struggling, and it's it's. Uh, I, I just, you know, think that we we have to yeah, get out Sean, there. Look, we have to so, talk hey, to. The look, kids. Bud, look, but there you are, 18 year old kid. You got kicked in the nuts, and now look at you kicking ass on radio, bud. Way to go! You fought through it, man. A light shines in the dark. You know, in the storm is when people need the light, man. Way to be, buddy. Sean, I'm telling you, man, that you took a win out of the fire, man. Good job. Yeah, but I think that a message uh, from you, and uh, like you said, I don't, I don't know if there's any other the depths that you that you know you came from, and to hear that there is well, there is buddy, light, Sean, you know, is, is yeah. Uh, but you tell me that, but you know, really, I didn't have a choice. You know, yeah. you did on the same thing. What could I do? Lay down and die? You know, my, my brother, we, I adored him, I loved him, but I got a wife and I have a, a baby. You know, I got a, I got to gut, gut up. You know. I, I got to be tough. And so I did have to, but Sean, you would have too. You'd have done it too, man, because I didn't have a choice, you know? But with so much tragedy though, in your family though, and I, and I, and I, uh, I saw the, another interview where you said that you knew that, uh, that the devil wanted you. I mean, they wanted you dead because you were supposed to follow, I guess, in this, this, uh, tragic, you know, path, but what, yeah, but what was it that made you said no? This is not not going to be my choice in life. I'm going to to live. I'm going to uh, yeah. move on. When you sit around, when you sit around that Thanksgiving table that used to be full, or Christmas because we always ate together, yeah. and or when I'd get in a ring and I'd see hi Kev or hi Dave or how the brothers talked. We how we 
you know, all the brothers were main eventers, and so they all had marks of lights, and we signed autographs in the corner, and so they'd always write a message to one of us on the on the turnbuckles, you know, and I guess the they'd leave it up there because, you know, they you know, it made them like, remember my brothers or whatever, but, you know, I'd see stuff that would remind me of, of them, you know, and it'd be like, hard man it was really tough but you know it was once i once i you know once it started to be painful for me i got out because i knew it would be it would lead to a bad thing i wanted mm-hmm. people to see me enjoy myself or, or not see me at all so uh we mentioned being in hawaii uh and you said that you know some people you know go and just go away and go to paradise or whatever and leave everything behind but you said you had you had nothing else your whole family was gone basically well that's it i've been kind of rootless you know uh yeah. a lot of people couldn't just take up and move to hawaii because you know you have responsibilities I, and i did i had a mother you know and uh but i was able to move her out here and she loved orchids and so <laughs> i was able to put her in a place where she could raise her orchids and all in fact she lived here on the property with us and her room this beautiful view and and when she passed away it was really beautiful in the natural way it was the way she deserved a lady yeah. that loved her children so much and was hurt so bad you know it's just yeah she did her best but you know we're human so was that really a new beginning in a sense do you look at it that way when you went to uh Kauai? Did like it was a new beginning, kind of like, yeah. Um, I guess so, yeah. Uh, I, I'd planned on doing it for a long time, but only after my son got out of uh, high school and, and got through with his football could we do that, you know. And uh-huh. so, uh, uh, and so, um, and, and also, I, I was watching the market and it wasn't right. And when it would, when the, the market did turn and it was time to pull the trigger on it, we did. And thank goodness we didn't wait too long because mm-hmm. we got out there just in time. But um, we, you know, um, it was like jumping off a cliff. You know, there's a time when you've leaned so far forward, you can't do anything but jump. And so I got myself <laughs> to that point on purpose. Right. Wow. Are you, are you really isolated there? Or is it, uh, you yeah, know, I'm really a lot of neighbors isolated. around? Huh? You don't hear jets fly over here. You don't. There's no, the, you know, you don't hear airplanes. It's just like completely quiet. You're, you know, we do have roosters because of the, you know, and Nikki blew over the rooster. People used to fight roosters and, and mm-hmm. here and uh, they got loose and, you know, they, now they don't do it anymore. I know a lot of animal lovers would go nuts and I sure don't get that one because these chickens love to fight. And now <laughs> that they're all out of their cages, they're fighting anyway. So yeah. don't figure that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hey, funny. Tell me this you remember those days when people smoked in there in the buildings? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That included some yeah. of the boys. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I can remember by, by the time the last match came, you couldn't even see the ring. It was so yeah, oh yeah. Smoke. yeah, yeah. Those were and they talked about secondhand smoke. Yeah, you know they talked about how bad secondhand smoke is. Think about it. if anybody would show that, it would be either us or rock stars. You know that have. People smoking in the arena, you know, the people that do hours, you know, couple, two hour shows, you know, those people are the people that would be exposed to. That's who they should have used as test subjects to decide if secondhand smoke was dangerous. <laughs> no kidding, because they, they inhaled enough of it. Uh, I think, did, sure you, did. did you basically uh, really 
hang it up in 2005. Is that when you, uh, you know, I know you've done a few other things since then, but was that pretty much the point where you decided that uh, you were done? Yeah, I, I did. I didn't. Uh, I, I, Roddy Piper was a friend of mine and called yeah. me up and wanted me to do something. And, and so I, I went and did a Piper spit thing with him. And, and uh, But other than that, you know, I was done and didn't want to come back. I just wanted to, I, I'd become a farmer. You know, I love, I love, I always wanted to be a farmer. And mm-hmm. out here I raise sheep and, and uh, ducks and fish and fruit. And so, and I spearfish. And so I'm the guy to see if you want any of that. And my neighbors know it. And it's, it's a great place. It's yeah. a great way to live. It does. It sounds like, it sounds like a great life for, for anybody who, who's able to, to do it. But uh, uh, it's, it's kind of amazing. I mean, you were barefoot in the ring. I imagine you're probably, maybe you're barefoot there. Uh, when, when did that, where did that come about? Were you a, a Superfly f- uh, fan? Is that what it, what it started with or no? No, I took my boots off before Snooker did. <laughs> I think I did. So I where'd that come from? Why why did you go without the without the boots? You felt better in the well, ring? Jimmy and I were always buddies, but uh yeah. I just uh you know, I had knee surgery. I had two I had quite a few knee surgeries. Yeah. And so when you know we had I had wore, wore leather boots back in that day and you know, with the socks we wear, they soak up sweat and that's a lot of weight. And mm-hmm. so one night I uh I just thought, screw it, I left my boots. I'm gonna wrestle barefoot. And uh, I loved it, man. It felt so good to me. I thought I'd never going to wear them again. And it, it, you know, I was able to fly. I felt like I was, like the law of gravity didn't apply anymore. And so that's why I did all that crazy stuff too. <laughs> I just felt great because because from you know when your feet have all that soap, sweat soaked in your socks and your boots too, that's a lot of weight and and enough for me that when I took my boots off, it felt so good. I felt like just showing off i guess that's why i did it i was showing off was there ever uh, any incidents where uh it might have been better if you were wearing boots did you ever have anything bad happened uh, i would imagine well, like yeah, leaping outside the ring cigarettes. i hate that i hate stepping on cigarettes that was a major skill <laughs> for me i could but imagine other than that other than that though no i, I never heard I've, I've had cows and horses step on my bare feet before i'm it's just um i've got good solid sturdy feet and by going barefoot my feet stay healthy you know um strong and i don't have foot problems yeah and none of my uh, kids have shoes yeah um you know uh through the years i mean you're you you and your family can never be separated from professional wrestling uh you're now in the hall of fame um but do you ever uh, look back and uh, think about what wrestling brought to your life and what it took away? Yeah, I do a lot, man. I, you know, I'll tell you, every day, uh, um, you always sleep for about four hours a night. I don't mm-hmm. need a lot of sleep. And so, um, you know, so I've, I've done a lot, but I do lay still, you know, and I, think, uh, I meditate, I suppose. I just um, uh, I think about that a lot, and Sean, I can only think that I've been completely, totally blessed. I think mm. I may not win the award, but I think I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I've by losing what I've lost, I've in my family. There's nothing like family. That's nothing else that's going to last. 
your family is is everything and I lost mine and it gave me a perspective to look at that I didn't want to lose this second one I suppose mm-hmm. whatever I saw I'm, I will tell you if you put your kids if you I adore my kids I mean I, I adore everything my sons did my daughters too I just I was scout mom you know I just I, I couldn't stand them sitting with kindergarten I just some people can't do it because of you know because it takes so much money to raise kids but if you can it'll be the most fun you ever had put mm-hmm. all of your heart into it and you'll love it because it's the best most it's the greatest gift a man can have is raising his sons well and with that kevin you mentioned that they're they're involved in the business now and and it sounds like they've got a, a great opportunity coming their way did you uh, early on, was this something they want they they wanted you to do? Did you ever want to steer them away from it and have them go in a different direction, or how did that? How did they end up doing this? Well, I I did tell them, you know what, Sean, you know um, when I uh, yeah I, I I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, I'll say that I, I know that some people had a terrible experience with their dad in it, but uh, what I'm saying is take that and try to turn it into lemonade. That's what I mean. Try to yeah. it, stop that cycle now, you know, so it doesn't go on because it's only destructive. And that, that's, that's, but, but as far as what you just said, then, uh, Yasha and I, my dad, or I did try to turn my sons away. I remember saying, do you want to walk like me? Like this? Do you want to be hunched over most of the day? I mean, he's seen my wrestler friends come over to visit me over here, you know, and, he saw Tommy Rogers hobbling all over. I said, do you want to look like us? And I said, Dad, yeah, of course we do. You know, and I had, uh, then I remembered what it was like. I wanted to be like my dad, too. I just, what can you say? You know, just, they're men. They can do what they want. Just, I just offered the opportunity I could, and they make their call. Yeah, it's in their blood. I don't think you can do anything about it, Kevin. I think uh, so. I think so. So are Ross and Marshall any good? <laughs> <laughs> yes. They, in fact, they've already, they have, they've invented moves. Right? They have moves really? I've seen no one else to do that they've done. So, yeah, stay, you know, uh, fire away and fall back because it's coming. <laughs> I well, think you're going to be surprised. In fact, call me after it's over. Tell me what you think. I will. I'd love to. Uh, you know, folks, I mean, you got to watch out for Ross and Marshall Von Erich as the Von Erich family lives on here and they're going to be uh involved in it what's it called again kevin it's world class revolution and we'll be on june 2nd on saturday nights after saturday night live nbc wow Uh, i'm I'm definitely gonna be doing my homework now on that uh i really want to thank you for for coming on kevin i really i've wanted to talk to you for a long time i think that we met once or twice i think you were at some of the events that carrie was at but uh really um you're a, a shiny example to people of, of uh, you know, moving on. And, and, and uh, uh, what you've lived through, I think, is just incredible. But uh, you made a choice that, uh, you know, you were, you were going to have your family and, and they're doing very well. And you live in a beautiful place. I think a lot of people would love to live in Kauai. But uh, really, thank you so much for coming on Primetime. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure talking to you. Have a great show. And, uh, and man, all my love to everybody.